here. Welcome to another week of Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimek, and it's so glad to be, it's so good to be back here with you, I should say. Hope you had a great weekend. Boy, I had a busy weekend. I'm going to share with you where I was over the weekend and um, uh, something, I also want to share with you something that's going to be happening uh, in just a few hours. Now, depending on when you listen to this, it may have already happened or it may be happening in the future. I know that doesn't make any sense, but stick with me and uh, and we're going to try to have this make some sense. We will look at the uh, the daily mass readings today, uh, as I as I often do on the program. Some some good stuff here. I want to um I want to talk a little bit about the idea of working together with other people who believe what we believe. Uh, it, specifically, what I mean, we'll look at the gospel today, and this was really this is a this is from Luke's gospel at daily mass today, but it's it's essentially a a repeat of the message that we heard on Sunday, uh, yesterday, at Mass, the idea that, and I, and I think it's an important idea in the world today, I think it's critically important, and I unfortunately don't see a lot of it happening. The idea that we as Christians should work together, and I'm not just talking Catholics with Catholics, although we we are seeing division within the Catholic Church right now. We've got people at odds with one another, and we see division among Catholics and non-Catholic Christians, and we see division among various Christian denominations, not not to mention the fact that we have Christians and non-Christians opposing each other. So what I got out of the, the gospel yesterday, what I'm going to talk about coming out of today's gospel as well, is the idea that in order for... God's kingdom to advance in the world, in a world very much looking to squash God's kingdom. Honestly, we do not live in a Christian world right now. Christianity is not a force to be reckoned with at the moment. I mean, it is a force to be reckoned with, but it's not as pervasive as it should be. And in order for that to happen, in order for us to spread the kingdom and get the Christian message out to a world that really needs to hear the message, we're going to have to work together. We're going to have to learn to work together with some people with whom we don't agree on everything. You know, and and I think this is critical. I think this is critical. It doesn't mean we compromise with the truth, but what it means is that we emphasize or we focus on what we have in common, and then get busy, get out into the world, spread it, spread the good news, and then we can work with one another to try to bring others to the truth. You know, but I think, unfortunately, and, and you'll see, this is rooted in the gospel. Jesus will talk about this today in the gospel from today's Mass. I think, unfortunately, what we do more frequently is to find fault with one another. And therefore, I, I don't. I don't believe something you said, or we may differ on one matter of the faith. Therefore, I'm going to throw out everything you said, even when we agree. I don't think that's logical, and I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. But you know, this is a this is a delicate topic, and I'm going to try my best. I'm going to ask the Lord in a few minutes to help me with this. To try my best to approach this with the sensitivity that's needed, you know, because 
what happens is we can, in an effort, and this is where we have to be careful as, as Catholic Christians especially, we can become so determined to build bridges and to be agreeable with people who maybe believe differently about some key issues that we can compromise what we believe or what we know to be true. We don't want to do that. But we also don't want to pick fights because in order for the Christian message to get out there and to influence the world, we've got to, we've all, all got to play on the same team, Team Jesus. So we'll chat a little bit about that. And there's also something in the in the first reading from today's mass that I want to I want to at least highlight. It's uh, it's an important point, especially if you're going through what appears to be a, a, a hopeless situation right now. And I know that there is a good chance that you may be experiencing something or you have. Maybe it's not a life and death problem, but there's something in your life right now. I'm, I'm positive that you don't expect to see happen. An intention that something you'd like to see happen, but you don't expect to see happen in your lifetime. In other words, a hopeless uh, problem or hopeless situation. We, we all have them. Today's first reading highlights a key point that God sees impossible situations differently than we do. So you need to stick around if you are feeling a little hopeless or maybe just discouraged today. Got something in your life that doesn't appear to be working out. You just, you don't know how it's ever going to work out. Stick around and I'm going to share some thoughts with you based on the first reading from today's Mass. It's from the book of the prophet Zechariah. And I think it really shifts our focus uh, in a direction that we need to shift our focus. All right, so let's pray now, and then we will talk a little bit about these other things on the other side of the prayer. All right, let's first place ourselves in the presence of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for always listening to our prayers We know, Father, that we don't always feel it, but we know that whenever we pray, we do know you hear us, and we know that you will answer in the best way possible at the best possible time. We trust you to do just that, Father. Father, we thank you for giving us the gift of this new day. We thank you, Father, for creating us. We thank you for allowing us to to be adopted by you and be your children. We thank you for sending Jesus into into our world, which is what allowed that adoption to take place. The fact that Jesus came into our world, became one of us, and suffered, died on the cross for our sake. We thank you for the gift of Jesus. Father, we also thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, to accept all of our intentions, whatever they may be, and grant them according to your infinite wisdom. In other words, you know how to best answer our our needs, our requests, our cries for help. Father, we pray for anybody who is discouraged today, anybody who is feeling hopeless. We ask you to strengthen them, to grant them peace and restore their hope. Finally, Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument. Give me the words for today's show. 
and then open all of our hearts and minds to be receptive to the message that you have for us this day. We ask these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me once again on Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. And uh, man, I had a great weekend on Saturday. I think I mentioned this to you. I did mention this to you last week. I drove up to Connecticut to speak at the Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference. The other speakers were uh, Father Don Calloway and uh, Dr. Ralph Martin. I was really honored to be able to kick things off. I was the opening speaker. I, I spoke about the Blessed Mother. My talk was, listen to your Blessed Mother. And it was really cool because it was outdoors. The weather was perfect, you know, and that's it's always the danger when you do an outdoor event and that the weather's not going to cooperate. But man, the Lord sent us some great weather, beautiful blue skies, and uh, temperature was fantastic. And I was the opening speaker at the New Britain, uh, New Britain Stadium in New Britain, Connecticut, and it was it was just the, it was just a great day. The audience was was wonderful. I uh, got to meet so many people, shake hands again, get out there with people. Boy, I, I've missed this. It's one of the great things about my job is that I get to travel and and interact with those who read my books and want to come and hear me speak. And I get to shake some hands and just. Uh, Give some hugs and, and, and talk with so many people who share a common love of the Lord. And that is just a beautiful experience. Now, the word on the street is that these talks were taped and they're going to end up on YouTube eventually. However, there was some issue with the camera during my talk. And as of Saturday, the the, the, the person doing the filming wasn't quite sure if the filming worked. So... If I find out that the talk is available, the talk that I gave, I'll make sure to let you know. Um, the other thing that I want to mention is that today, so right now I'm taping this in the in the early afternoon. If you happen to be listening to this program on Monday, September the 27th, at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, I'm going to be on Catholic Answers Live for a full hour talking about my new book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I hope you'll be able to tune in. If you want to ask a question, call in and please do that. Ask a question. And um, if not, they do archive the the program, so you'll be able to listen to the podcast. So that's Catholic Answers Live with yours truly from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, Monday, September the 27th. So I'm looking forward to that. As soon as I record this, I'm going to Make sure I'm all ready for the program. I always love hanging out with Cy Kellett and the gang from Catholic Answers. It's, it is a absolute blessing to be able to be on that show, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm getting good response about the book, Journey with God. If you have not purchased a copy yet and you're interested in doing so, probably the easiest thing to do is go right to my website, followingthetruth.com. And you'll see a link to the book where you can purchase the book right from the website. So followingthetruth.com. It's a very, uh, should be very simple to to find the book from there. But if you have any questions, you can always email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. Okay, so that's the conference. That's the uh, Catholic Answers Live. That's the book. I'm trying to think if there is anything else. I, I don't think there is. I don't think I could think of anything else at the moment. Um... 
let's get right into it. There probably is, but I can't think of it. I'm a little, still a little tired from the weekend. So, uh, so let's look at these, let's look at the gospel first, the gospel from today's daily mass. This is because this idea of Christians working together, there's, you know, it de- depending on who you are, that's either going to really bug you or you're going to like the idea. Um, it's one of those issues that there's not a lot of middle ground on, but that's with life in general, isn't it? Sometimes we, if somebody doesn't agree with us or we think differently, depending on the position, you know, certainly matters of the faith to somebody who cares about their faith, that could be an important issue. We can easily become divided even though we agree on some things. You know, just because you disagree on one thing doesn't mean you have to disagree on everything. And I think there is a lot of uh, a lot of strength that can be found when multiple people unite. All right. So let let's let me read the gospel to try to make some sense of this. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the the part of the gospel I want to read is Luke chapter nine. It begins in verse forty six. So Jesus and the disciples. Jesus was walking with the disciples, and they started arguing about who was the greatest. So there's some division there, you know, and Jesus pulls a child over and says, if you receive this child in my name, you receive me. For the one who is least among you is the one who is least among you. The one who is least, the least among you all is the one who is the greatest. I should just read it from the gospel. I'm trying to make it up. It doesn't make any sense. Humility. We get into trouble when we start viewing ourselves as superior to others. You know, that's pride. Do I do that? Yep, I do it all the time. And I'm embarrassed to admit it, but that's one of one of the byproducts of my fallen human nature. That's why I try to go to confession frequently. Because we as fallen human beings have a tendency to look down on other people. To view our positions even if they're right, as making us superior. So in other words, if I, if I believe that the Catholic Church has the fullness of truth, which I do, uh, there could be a tendency for me to look down on those who do not feel the same way, mainly our, our non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters. And, and I don't think that's a good thing, because even though we believe as Catholics we have the fullness of truth, we can learn a lot from our evangelical brothers and sisters and our Pentecostal brothers and sisters and our uh, mainline Protestant brothers and sisters. We can learn a lot from them when it comes to relationships with Christ, when it comes to love of Scripture. You know, and I, and I have learned a lot from these people, but I've learned a lot from Catholic people as well. You know, um, but we, we want to be careful. Listen to what Jesus says when these guys were arguing. He said, you know, humility, that's what it's all about. And then John said in reply, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow in our company. In other words, an outsider is performing healing in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said to him, do not prevent him. For whoever is not against you is for you. Now, again, I got to be really careful. I want to be really careful with the way I phrase this because I don't want to imply that we need to uh, overlook the differences that we have among Christian denominations and among Catholics 
and non-Catholic Christians. There's some huge differences there, and, and you really can't deny them. But let me let me tell this story. I, when I was young, I used to love to watch the Major League Baseball All Star Game, and uh, I think I put this in my newsletter yesterday. That I, my first All Star Game that I watched was in 1968, and I was I was so excited. I just thought it was the neatest thing to see the players from different teams unite for a common cause. So for that one night. There were no Phillies and Mets and Dodgers and and all the other teams, and Cardinals and whoever was around in 1968. Um, there was just National League versus American League. They and what's really cool is the players wore their 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 home team uniform, but they played on the same team. So they put aside their differences for one night. For a greater good, for a greater cause. They all were on the same team. It was the National League versus the American League. And, and I thought that was the neatest thing. And then when the the game was over, they'd go back to their respective teams and the rivalries would resume. But they were able to concentrate on what they had in common, that they were all members of the National League or the American League for that one night. And when Jesus is saying that those who are not against us, they're for us, in response to John saying, look, these people are casting out demons in your name. They're doing good work in your name, name Jesus, but they're not part of our inner circle. They're not part of our company. We need to stop them. And Jesus said, no, don't stop them. If they're doing good work in my name, we got to work together. Let them, let them. We're, we all have to work together. And so, you know, I see a very, um, a very secular, non-Christian culture or all around me. I mean, it's you mention God anymore, and it's it's very much frowned upon. It's it's a no no. And when we look at what's going on in the world, we see a world not living by Christian principles, and that's a problem. And the only way that's going to change is if we as Christians stop bickering, stop finding fault with one another, and start working together. Yes, we as Catholics need to dialogue with Protestants. And there are some major differences that separate us. But there are also some things that we we believe in common. You know, a lot of the great pro-life work is being done by Catholics and Protestants and uh, various other Christian denominations working together. You know, so they're they're concentrating on the fact that they believe that abortion is murder and that life begins at conception and let's work together on the same team and get that word out and spread the pro-life message. Yeah, are there differences among the people? Sure. But at this point in time, we have to put those differences aside. We, We don't have to focus on our differences. Let's focus on what we have in common. Let's play on the same team. And let's get the Christian message spread out into the world. I mean, that's, I think that's what Jesus is saying. I think that's what we need to do. And then as we're doing that, or when we have a, you know, when we have a breather, we can dialogue about our, our differences in belief. And again, I'm not saying ignore the fact. If somebody 
points out, you as a Catholic believe in the real presence, and I don't believe that. Well, you're not just going to be quiet. You're going to explain, no, I do believe that, and here's here's what I know. Here's where it's in the Bible. Here's what the early church taught. You know, it's okay to do that. But we also have to recognize when I might be Catholic, but an evangelical or a Pentecostal, when they are talking about Jesus Christ dying on the cross and redeeming us, uh, redeeming us from our sins, that's not something, you, know, you don't want to say, well, yeah, I know, but that guy's a Protestant. I really don't care about that. When we agree on something, we, we should work together. Anyway, that's my two cents. It certainly sounds like that's what Jesus is saying. Sounds like that what he was. That's what he was saying in the gospel yesterday too. So I I think it's worth worth uh, considering, you know. And and I get along with not just Catholics, but in matters of the faith, I have several people who read my books and follow me on Facebook who are not Catholic. They are various denominations of. Uh, they belong to various denominations of Christianity, and yet they can concentrate. They don't believe everything that I say because they disagree with some of it, but they, they get enough out of it that they feel it's worthwhile. I'm the same way. Some of the the best material that I have read, which has helped me to form my relationship with Jesus, comes from non-Catholic Christians. You know, but the key is, the key is, if you are going to do that, you got to make sure you know your faith so you don't get you don't get swayed to believe something that is contrary to what the Catholic faith teaches. Again, you got to be careful about it, but let's not discount everything that somebody else says just they, just because they don't happen to be Catholic. You know, let's listen to what they say. Maybe we can work together to spread the good news, and then we can work out our differences. Okay, that's the one thing I wanted to talk about today. The other thing is, um, this is from the first reading. Now, this comes at the time when the the Babylonian exile was taking place. Jerusalem was defeated, and the, the inhabitants were taken captive in Babylon. And so we have the exiled Jews living under Babylonian captivity. This went on for 70 years. And King Cyrus of Persia, when, when Persia defeated Babylon, the, uh, a declaration was made that the, the exiles could return home to Jerusalem. But there was, some, there was some trouble there, and especially during that 70-year period, it wasn't looking like this would ever be possible for them to go home and rebuild the temple, which had been destroyed. And that's exactly what ended up happening. They, they did go back. And they were able to rebuild the temple. But listen to this. It's just an excerpt from the the first reading, which is from the book of the prophet Zechariah. It's chapter 8. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want to read part of this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women, each with staff in hand, because of old age, shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem. In other words, that vision of things working out. You know, even though it doesn't look good, it looks bleak at the moment, the Lord is saying, it's going to happen. The city shall be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus, says the Lord of hosts, even if this should seem impossible in the eyes of the remnant of this people, shall it be, shall it in those days be impossible in my eyes also, says the Lord of hosts? 
What the Lord is saying is these people, the people who are have been exiled to Babylon, just because they look at returning home as being impossible, the Lord is saying, should I look at it as, as being impossible too? And the answer is obviously no, because with God, nothing is impossible. And I, and I think what I would like you to take away from this is if you are facing something, and I know there's something in your life that just doesn't look like it's ever going to come about. It could be a very serious problem. It could be an illness. It could be the conversion of someone who is you're hoping to win their heart for Jesus, somebody who maybe left the church, uh, maybe a job opportunity that's just not coming about. Your hopeless situation is an opportunity in God's eyes. You know, he looks at things differently. So here's what I believe. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if, I don't know how the Lord's going to answer you. But I do need this. I I do know this. If you ask God for help repeatedly and don't give up, you know, keep asking. The situation is going to work out for the best. Now, for the best, I don't know what that means. Only God knows what that means. Sometimes we look at it uh, as working out in a way that doesn't please us, but yet really that is somehow what's best for us. I know if you ask for the Lord's help, your hopeless situation will work out for the best. And I encourage you to keep asking for that help and to understand. If, if If you do nothing more than understand this, I'll be happy. I mean, I'd like you to take it to the next level. But if you just understand that what you're looking at as being impossible, God is looking at and saying, this is not impossible. If you just believe that, I think we're, I'll be satisfied. Now, if you take it to the next level and you pray about it and you said, you say, I believe, I believe Lord that this will work out for the best. If I ask for your help again, I don't know how, I don't know when. I have to leave that up to God, but it will work out for the best if you surrender to him and ask for his help, you know, and that's, it's a tough one because we have a tendency to want things to be solved in the way we want them to be solved. I mean, I do. I give the Lord my problem, then I give him a couple options. Here's, here's how I want you to fix it. Sometimes that's the way it works out. Sometimes that's not the way it works out. Sometimes... Uh, You know, there is at least, there's a couple of things in my life that I've been praying for for a few years now, and they still haven't come about. They, you know, he hasn't said no yet, but he hasn't said yes. But I believe that they will work out when the time is right in the way that it's supposed to work out. So don't lose hope. That's what I want you to understand today. Don't lose hope with God. All things are possible. All right, I'm going to run now. I've got to get ready for Catholic Answers Live. If you're listening to this before 6 p.m. Eastern Time, hope you can tune in and listen. If not, you can catch the podcast. If you have any questions, please email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. And God willing, we'll do this again tomorrow. I hope you can join me at the table for another episode of Following the Truth. God bless you. Talk to you soon.